some people have acne that flares with different hormonal moments like ovulation or pre-period. Some people don't, and that will be treated differently. So I start to gather a lot of details and I'll look into how is your menstrual cycle? What is your menstrual cycle like? Is it regular? What's the quality of the blood like? This gives me a lot of information. And you know, we'll look into how the digestion system is. Everything, every system I'm looking into to give me as much data as I can. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we had a little Labor Day vacay. We all deserved it. We labor all year. Let's give ourselves a day off. We labored and now we're, we unlabored and then we, la- now we're laboring again. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of laboring and needing to release some tension, is that a good segue? I, I was going to say kudos. <laughs> good job. There we go. That's the end. That's it right there. <laughs> I still have yet to use a gua sha or like massage my face since this interview, which is so stupid because I, I'm like, after we spoke to Sandra Lanchin Chu, who is our guest today, I was like, I need someone to touch my face and my body. Sarah, I, I did that literally after did? we did this interview. <laughs> I went and I got my gua sha. I have uh-huh. one from Sunday, uh, summer Fridays that's actually really good. It's like, you know how we talk about when you get a gua sha and it's like, yeah, pennies. You're like, this break. is too light. Yeah, it's totally. like plastic. It's like fake, yeah. fake gem or whatever. Totally. I have one from them. I also have one um, from Lanshin, and I also mm. have one um, from Georgia Louise. It's the butterfly. Oh, cute. Love yeah. that one. And so I got them all. I laid them all yeah. out. I put the oil on my face. I used. I I was um, I was bougie. And so I used my La Mer oil, which, by the way, unsung Ooh. hero in the La Mer fam. Everyone loves the creme, but y'all are sleeping on the oil. That oil. Okay. okay. Chef's kiss. And you know I don't like oils. You know I, I know. do not prefer oils. Okay. But it's good for this. It's a good vehicle for the uh, gua sha. Yeah. And I love it just in general. But literally, girl, I like did my neck. Like I was envisioning Sandra just Ugh. getting in with the gua sha, doing that lymphatic drainage, just scooping all of my excess <laughs> tension out of my body. And that bad chi. And the get ba- that bad energy out. Yeah. And you know what? I have to say it really does help. Because we do carry so much tension in our face, especially our lower face, like our jaw, just from stress, from leaning over a keyboard, leaning over a phone. Oh my God. Bad posture watching television or whatever we're doing. Like I just sometimes, Sarah, like, okay, 35-year-old problems, but like I'll just be sitting on the couch and then I'll push my shoulders back and they will, like the cracking is uh, absurd. Oh, I know. It's scary. I'm like, I did nothing and that much cracking just happened? I know. Or like, you know, you were laying in bed and you turned too quickly and you're like, you're effed the next day. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my God, I have to go see someone. I have had, uh, people think that as you get older, you over, it's like when you're younger, you're like, get it together. Like, it can't be that bad. But then once you finally experience the growing pains literally yeah. of getting older and it's not like we're co- we're not saying we're old or anything but literally your body is aging it changes yes. it's it's it's, it's changing not, in ways it is not the, like i now like watch it's not a little hot rod anymore i'm not a little hot rod watching the u.s open watching coco goff like just sprint across the court her little 18 year old athletic i was like Oh, to, to Matt, I was like, to be 18 and like 
just capable of anything because your body can do literally anything. This literally gives me so much more respect for Serena Williams. Oh my at god, forty something years old. The way that she was playing. I just I, I thought I honestly thought she was coming back. I, I was like, oh. if anyone's gonna make this happen, it's gonna be her. But I think she knew. I think she knew towards towards the end. It was like, I'm gonna give it my all, but it's not gonna happen. For I me. mean, no, I can't like I just can't even imagine. Playing however it was like four hours long. It was sprinting. So long. You're sprinting everywhere. You're having to like hurl oh your god. arm. Oh my god. Like I I honestly felt like oh. my arm just came out of socket doing that. Yeah. And then, like, the, the sprinting and then, you know, the her just her, her hamstrings. Oh, my God. Anyways, a legend. All that to say, we all need to take better care of ourselves. Let's take care Let's of take care. ourselves. And why not speak? This is obviously beauty podcast. Let's start with our faces and our necks. <laughs> and My uh, neck is my, my, my most critical area. Like, yeah. my neck needs help. If I could have someone... Mas- give me a neck massage every day i love matt but he just it, it's he can't i'm not good at it i'm not good at it i know i w- i really would if there was one quality i could give patrick it would be <laughs> the ability to give me a really really good yeah neck massage and back cracking because oh. even though he does crack my back really well yeah i like to kind of be warmed up like i like a little <laughs> massage not just like, like a- pick you up and like shake you He's like on the ground. I'm on the ground. He's yeah. on the ground. And he's just like, hoo, hoo, hoo. and I'm yeah. like, no, like warm me up. Like yeah. get me relaxed. And then yeah. just very slowly yeah. do the crack. Like start with the feet, you know, yes. work your way up. Yeah. So that's what we should get Matt and Patrick. Yeah. We should get the, them lessons the on how classes. to properly. <laughs> or like, okay. So this is beneficial for us yeah. only. You're like, you guys can practice on each other. And then once you're really good, give us <laughs> massages. Anyway, so we have. Sandra Lanchin Chu on the podcast. She is an acupuncturist. She's a Chinese herbalist. She is a traditional Chinese medicine expert. Yep. And the founder of Treatment by Lanchin. And we've been, you know, fans of hers for a while. We've talked about her, uh, her products before. She has uh, that amazing. Um, it's almost like a, you know, the the massager where you put the yes. hot water in. It oh. looks like a octopus to me. I don't it know does. why. It reminds me of an octopus, but it's really cute and it's. Great. It's all great. Yeah. All You've talked her, about it before. Yes. Yes. I think it was like, I think for like a gift guide or whatever episode yeah. we did. Anyways, we have talked about her many times, admired her work, um, dying to fly to New York to go in for <laughs> some time with her. But uh, until then, she started in finance, stumbled into sort of uh, TCM. And then now, you know, people go to her for everything acne acne rosacea eczema psoriasis and then also hormonal stuff the before and afters are truly like so so impressive yeah stop everything you're doing and get on instagram right now and look up her account and watch her videos the before and afters first of all consistency is really important but second of all it just shows you when you are (laughs) A, a slave to a routine what can be what can happen to your skin and, and how yes. it can benefit it so yes and like the power of the acupuncture and the gua sha like we were talking about she also does cupping teaches how to actually properly use the gua sha yeah if you've ever wondered about traditional chinese medicine i mean listen we have tons of experts on this podcast we are an equal opportunity expert podcast and we've had a lot of like plastic surgeons recently right experts in their field but we also know some people don't necessarily want to do things like injectables or any type of you know invasive treatment so there are some ways that you can you know obviously different levels different modalities but beneficial in their own way and I think a lot of people will will learn something from this episode totally Kirby, I cannot believe in the three years that we have been doing this podcast, we have not had an episode interviewing someone who is an expert in traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah, that's actually crazy because I think a lot of times there's the whole push for, you know, board certified and like all of these things. But I know from personal experience that traditional Chinese medicine is so effective, especially when you feel like you've run the gamut with everything else and then you try 
this thing. And you're like, oh, wow, there's a reason why this has been practiced for literally ever. Totally. And especially for all of the, you know, health issues that people might have. But when we're talking about beauty, so much is inspired by TCM and is often never credited. So it's about time we have Sandra Lanshin Chu on the podcast. Kirby and I have been following her for years. I sometimes just like watch the videos of you massaging your face. Yes, yes. It's like Instagram's version of porn for me. I'm just like, oh my God, can somebody please do this to my face? It looks so nice. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be on and to finally get to talk to you guys. It's so exciting. I love talking about Chinese medicine and skin and beauty and all of the things. You have become like this well-known beauty expert in our industry, but you are not an esthetician. And I've read interviews where you've like made this very clear. Um, but can you share your journey, you know, how you kind of fell into studying Chinese medicine and then become like this skin professional? The history of me and Chinese medicine actually begins maybe back to college because I studied pre-med. I went to UC Berkeley and I was studying pre-med and economics, but then decided that I just didn't resonate with going the Western medicine route. So I didn't apply to med school and instead used my econ degree to become an investment banker. So I was doing that at first and working through corporate life and kind of hating it. And because it was such the wrong path for me, I felt a lot of disorder in my body. Like I actually had this pain condition. I was 24 and I felt like I was 84 through getting that treated using Chinese medicine and going to several different Chinese medicine healers. I experienced the power of this medicine in a way that I hadn't before, even though I grew up with many of the concepts. So it really opened my eyes to not only what Chinese medicine could do for pain, for discomfort, and for your health, but the way that Chinese medicine works on multiple levels, I experienced just feeling like myself again in a way that I hadn't felt in a really long time. And I don't know if that sounds like not a big deal, but it really is a big deal when you haven't been feeling like yourself, you feel like you're on the wrong path, you don't feel good about yourself in life, you're having physical struggle, and suddenly you feel like yourself again. And all of those pain issues and all those discomforts are relieved. And so I remember there was this poignant moment when I was working at Credit Suisse First Boston. I was you know, a lowly analyst investment banker who was working like 100 hours a week, which is awful for anyone's body, right? Like nobody should be doing that. And no one should be made to do that. That's just the wrong way to treat people and to have to treat your body. But that's what I was doing. And um, I remember walking back to the office one day after I went to a Chinese medicine treatment by this... It's hard to explain exactly what he is, but he was like this Chinese medicine shaman who did like this qigong massage that just turned everything around for me at that time. So I came back to work one day after sneaking out to go and see him for a treatment. And my coworkers were staring at me and I thought I got in trouble because I was getting in trouble for, you know, refusing to work until 4 a.m. And I was getting called into like HR because I re refused to do things like that. So I thought I was in trouble again. And they just looked at me and, and they said, what's going on with you? And I was like, oh, great. What, what happened? And they were like, you just seem like you're happy. And I was like, Oh, it just like I had like this mind blow moment where I was like, oh, wow, this this Chinese medicine healing work is doing more for me than I even realized. And so that was a big wake up moment for me. And I think that when I look back, that was a turning point where that's really when I decided to go into studying Chinese medicine to pick back up that original desire to do medicine, just not Western medicine. And so I didn't go immediately into Chinese medicine school after that. It took me a couple years to really come to a clear decision to do that. But I would say that was the moment that I was like, oh, okay, this is major. Um, I, I need to know and understand more about this. And now I'm starting to feel like I get my path now 
and I'm going to go back to medicine, but not Western medicine, Chinese medicine, which reflects so much of my cultural background, many of the things that I learned as a child, because Chinese medicine is so much a part of the culture and your upbringing. So anyway, that's how I came to Chinese medicine. And then the rest is just um, technical. Like you have to go to school and you have to enter into a master's degree program. These days, you can go all the way through to doctorate. It's anywhere from four to six years of study. And it's a lot. It's like the same length of time that you have to study Chinese medicine to become licensed as a doctor needs to, to become um, board certified as an MD. So it's a lot of training. And then I actually went to China to study for a year, year and a half after finishing school. And I trained with a teacher in a master apprentice style. Wow. You mentioned the the massage that you got that kind of was the life-changing massage. Can you kind of go into, what was it called again? I called it a qigong. Like, do you know Tai Chi? Yes. They're, they're sort of similar. Tai Chi and Qigong are like energy exercise, you could, you could call it. So it's like, you know how like you work out, maybe you do aerobics or CrossFit or whatever, you work out in that way, you work out physically in that way. Well, Qigong and Tai Chi are kind of like that, but for your energy. So they're actually not rigorous, like CrossFit, for instance. It's very slow. It's about tuning and building and strengthening your energy. And you're working with the same energy channels and systems that you do with acupuncture. So there's no real parallel in Western culture that I can think of. It's kind of like when you think about the Chinese energy systems, it's kind of like the Ayurvedic or Indian ways of thinking about chakras. And then there's these exercises you can do. They're movement-based that tap into those energy systems and can talk to the energy systems. You can move stagnation. You can strengthen your lung organ system. You can strengthen your kidney organ system through qigong, which is like energy exercise, or tai chi, which is a more choreographed form. It's kind of like, it's not a dance, but it's the closest thing I can think of to make a parallel. It's like a dance routine, except it's building and toning and tuning your energy. So that concept and that way of working with energy you can also apply to massage and body work. So you kind of take those principles and apply it to body work and it can be quite intense. So I was working with this, best way to describe him was this Chinese shaman. I don't think he was certified to do work, you know, formally in the States. Like he didn't have a license, but when you met him, he was clearly someone who had been trained and he came from China and he was... A little bit under the radar, right? So what he did was this thing that is called Qigong massage. So he would work through my body. The closest thing you could compare it to is massage, but he also used this like energy or qi techniques that make massaging, let's say, your back more than just massaging your back. It felt deeper. It felt like there was something else going on. I literally would finish and feel like I was floating. And I know this is going to sound weird to people who are like very science-based and research and evidence-based, which I am too. But sometimes these forms of healing are just different than what we know and are used to. And I literally felt like I was floating afterwards. And I've never felt that way from a massage. So that's the chi component. That's that energy component of what he was doing. And he was a true healer. And he worked with me for several weeks. I would go like once a week. Um, he would even do these things where he would apply these chi, these energy techniques to my water because I was constipated at the time. I kid you not, he did something to my water bottle. I drank it the next day. I'm sorry if this is TMI for your listeners, but I had a textbook bowel movement. It was insane. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting close. We love it. But this is what happened. And so this was an energy-informed body work. Got it. I love that. So let's talk about TCM when it comes to beauty. What does the Western world get wrong with 
TCM in particular? And are there basic principles for TCM as it relates to the skin? And have you seen those kind of commodified for, you know, Western consumption? And like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, so many thoughts. Okay, where do I start? It's not that Western medicine gets it wrong. It just just doesn't exactly get it right. So I'll give you an example. So there's a lot of Chinese herbs that are used in Western supplements, naturopathy or naturopathy. For instance, ginseng. Ginseng is a very, everyone knows ginseng. It's very common. People think of it as like an herb that gives you energy. And so what Western culture doesn't quite understand is that that is not an herb that everybody should take. There are certain kinds of people that that's right for and people that it's not right for. And it can actually make you feel unwell if it's not right for you. And Western culture tends to apply this idea that like, if something is good for you, if I read about an herb and I read about all its great benefits, then I should take it because it sounds good. And you know, these other people are talking about it as good. Maybe press is talking about turmeric, ginseng, or whatever the herb of the day is. They're talking about it as this great herb that somebody, maybe an influencer, maybe an editor said, oh, this worked great for me. I feel great. And then everyone thinks that they should take it. But Chinese medicine is very bio-individual. You can put five people with acne in a room and I will give them different formulas because everyone's a little bit different. One person's acne is a little bit more pustular, more whiteheads, more pus, and, and maybe more frequent breakouts where another person will be more cystic. It doesn't come to a whitehead. There isn't a lot of pus. It's mostly just red and hard and painful. Those are two very different forms of acne that would be treated very differently with an herbal strategy. But in Western culture, we think, oh, what's a good herb for acne? And everyone with acne should use it or everyone should take ginseng because everyone has you know low energy and that's just not the case if we are to apply the ways that chinese medicine understands herbs for instance you have to understand the individual you have to understand the herb its properties and who it's appropriate for so that's one big thing that i think that western culture gets i'll say it gets wrong you know it get it gets that part of herbs wrong because you can actually hurt someone if you give them the wrong herb. And so it's really important to understand how the source country or the source region of the world is using these herbs versus just understanding what are the scientific components of this herb and only looking at that, only seeing that, oh, this is good for, you know, um, I can't think of the bio. This is good for some element of your biochemistry. Therefore, it's it's just good, and everyone could take it. That's just not how we think about it in Chinese medicine. So that's one example. It's just I would say that there's many ways that Western culture doesn't think through or doesn't know to ask questions about where herbs come from or where facial gua sha comes from or all of these things that you're seeing show up in Western culture, like cupping, anything from cupping to like hair oiling or slash slugging, which is from Indian culture. You just see it presented in the West here. And there isn't any research looking further into the technique or the trend or the herb or the ingredient. It sort of stops at like, look at this cool thing, you know, and look how everyone's taking it. And it's on goop. So everyone should take it, you know? And that's just not how it is from my perspective as a Chinese medicine practitioner. There's a time and a place and there's a time and a place for the right herb, for the right treatment. And there is a rich history and principle to practices like gua sha, like cupping, that people should understand before they engage with it. Speaking of treatments, so you offer, you know, acupuncture, like you mentioned, all these herbs, alternative medicine. But what I think a lot of people have followed you on Instagram or found you is because of your like incredible beauty and skin treatments. These before and afters are just like so mind blowing. I know that obviously you just mentioned everyone is different and everyone has, you know, a unique probably way that you treat them. But what can a client expect when they come in to you for a session? Like, is there like a 
typical series of things that you do. Can you can you walk us through that? I work with two different kinds of patients. One are people who have a dermatological disorder, a chronic inflammatory skin disorder like chronic acne or rosacea or eczema or psoriasis. And I will work with these patients, usually with herbal medicine to help them resolve that condition. So that's more of an herbal process. They'll come in, we'll spend a long time talking through their health history talking through the nature of their skin disorder because like I was saying earlier with acne, not all acne is the same. So I need to spend time understanding the nature of their acne. Some people have acne that flares with different hormonal moments like ovulation or pre-period. Some people don't and that will be treated differently. So I start to gather a lot of details and I'll look into how is your menstrual cycle? What is your menstrual cycle like? Is it regular? What's the quality of the blood like? This gives me a lot of information. And, you know, we'll look into how the digestion system is. Everything, every system I'm looking into to give me as much data as I can. And I'll take that data and design custom herbal formulas, anything from eight to 15 herbs and I work with a herbal pharmacy called Camwo in New York City, and they cook the herbs for the patient and pack them up. And that's the treatment process for what I call in my practice, TCM dermatology program. And I'll work with patients anywhere from four to six months to a year, sometimes more for really severe disorders or really severe acne or really severe rosacea. Just needs a lot of time. So that's one type of patient that I'll work with. Another type of patient is I'll work with people that have cosmetic concerns. So these are the people that don't have a chronic inflammatory issue with their skin, but maybe it's the person that's like, oh, I feel like I need some anti-aging work. They're thinking maybe about fillers. They're thinking maybe about Botox but are interested in a more natural, holistic way to get there, those kinds of patients will come see me to see what can be done using the tools of Chinese medicine, like acupuncture, gua sha, cupping, heat, infrared heat treatment, which is called moxibustion. And I also use a form of that with these infrared hot massagers that we use. I use all of that in my cosmetic treatment work. So you could call it like TCM or Chinese medicine cosmetics. So in a way, I'm very much like a dermatologist in terms of who I treat and what I treat. But instead of using lasers or Botox or antibiotics or steroids, I'm using Chinese herbs. I'm using acupuncture, facial gua sha, and all those things to get similar results or if not better results. So let's go into like the anti-aging of it all, the acupuncture, the cupping. Can you kind of walk our listeners through how some of, you know, these practices have benefited your clients, what you've seen, like maybe in terms of like short-term and long-term results and things like that, especially if they're curious about maybe trying it out for themselves? Sure. So there's things that I can do only like needles, right? Needles and I consider moxibustion heat treatment where you burn moxa herbs to heat up acupuncture points or different parts of the body, those things really should stay in the professional realm. Also medical gua sha, because what a lot of people don't understand because facial gua sha has been so popularized so quickly is that that actually comes from a whole history and tradition of medical use. And so when you go to Asia and you see gua sha, it's not this slow, relaxing stroking that you're seeing people do on their face. It looks kind of aggressive and you could call it a little bit more aggressive way of doing gua sha that creates these red marks that look like bruises on on the body. And that's therapeutic. I would say it's a therapeutic bruise, but that type of gua sha also needs to stay in the professional realm, should not be doing that at home. These are all tools that we use to try to 
move energy, to dispel stagnation, to generate better blood flow, energy flow, to increase the strength of your internal organ system so so that everything works better internally. Okay, so the TCM tools that we use, all of those things that I named, acupuncture, facial washa, cupping, moxibustion, even just like Chinese massage, these are all techniques that help to invigorate, improve the strength of blood flow, energy flow, and fluid circulation. That's really important in Chinese medicine. Circulation is an obsession for Chinese medicine practitioners. Everything is about improving circulation. And we often view many disorders and problems in the body as a disruption of good circulation. So these are all tools that we're using to really pump up, energize the circulation. And what you'll notice is that has the effect of curing pain, relieving pain, relieving tension, relieving heartburn, period, pain, etc. Also, smoothing out the skin. It makes the skin look kind of plump and fresh and, and youthful. It can bring volume to areas that have such levels of accumulated tension that all you see is like tight gauntness. You can restore the volume in certain areas like the cheeks. You can help acne heal faster. It can create like this lifted and tightening appearance to the face and the skin. It can restore the youthful shape of your facial features. It can just do all of these things. And what's really interesting and and a key differential between the result of what I do and the result of like a filler or a Botox injector is that it is a very balanced picture, right? Because if you go and get Botox, they're deciding where to put it, right? And a lot of people will just have it in their forehead. Or fillers, they'll just have it in sort of the under eye or like the cheek area. And so the injectors have to work really hard to establish balance and aesthetic balance. Otherwise, the person looks really weird, right? But with acupuncture on all the Chinese medicine tools like gua sha, I use all of them, by the way. You get this really like balanced look once the person is done. So like, if you look at some of my before and afters that I've posted, people that have given me permission to, you'll see that. And so you almost can't tell what they had done because when people get fillers done, you're often expecting, you know, bigger cheeks, like something has increased in size or filled up. And you can often tell, oh, someone's had work done. But with the before and afters that on the people that I've worked with, you you know something shifted. They look really good, but you can't tell what they had done. Kirby, have you seen the before and after of that uh, Sandra did on Aya Kanai? No. Oh my God. Okay, so I'll send it to you, Kirby. But it was this one and it was like my jaw was like on the floor. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now, Kirby, because I want you to watch it because I I need you to explain like what exactly, how you how you treated her. That was such a fun treatment to do. This is my lovely friend, Aya. I worked on her face. Oh, wait, I think I did see this. This is what happened. I think I might have sent it to you. That's incredible. I mean, she obviously looks very well circulated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like she had like threads or like a neck lift or something, which is incredible. So you worked on her f- over a period of how long? Eight weeks at once a week. And that's, that's the general number of treatments it takes to really like create a result and hold the result because you can actually get immediate change from one treatment. But then with Chinese medicine, the key is how do you hold the result? You know, something like once a week, bit more frequent treatments initially. And then once we're satisfied, we'll put you on like a maintenance frequency or teach you how to do things at home, like facial gua sha to maintain the results. So with Aya, This is what I love about Chinese medicine that I just don't hear doctors talking about really is the impact of tension on cosmetic complaints. So what I mean is when she first started with me, her concerns were, you know, she felt like there was like a heaviness happening and there was a lot of it in the lower face and in the neck. The neck was just becoming kind of heavy in her opinion. When I examined her, she had just incredible 
levels of neck tension. And I see this in so many people. This isn't isolated to just Aya. So many people have so much neck tension and over time, the effect of that accumulates. And so you get this stiff, like the neck becomes stiff and rigid. And these muscles sometimes feel like rocks. There's these different muscles that feel like they've glommed together as like one system or one entity. And that's not, you're supposed to be able to feel the different muscles, you know, when you touch the neck. I'm like, oh, rocks, all rocks here. Yeah. Hard. Like you could knock, knock on them. Right. So that's a problem for a person's health, but also cosmetically it's, it will present a problem. And the longer the time that that's accumulated, the bigger the problem. So for a lot of people that complain about jowls, sagging jowls, um, heavy lower face, you know, and aesthetics are always trying to minimize the lower face and get you back to like the heart shape, right? So heavy lower face, a lot of that in my observation and in my experience comes from neck tension. And the level of neck tension that most people have today, because we're bent over our phones more than we realize, bent over our computers, we're just spending all our times in this forward C curve. And that will affect you cosmetically. And so I really worked on releasing all of that tension in her neck and in her jaw. And the result of that is when you release the tension and the circulation can flow better, it changes the shape of your body. Something that looks kind of thick or too full, maybe even like stumpy, like some people, I know it's a terrible way to describe like a person's body, but sometimes you'll see like the neck looks a little stumpy and then I'll release all the tension in it and it just thins out, it elongates and it actually even makes the face look better before you even touch the face. That's why treating the neck is so important in Chinese medicine cosmetics. So, um, and then you can go into the face with needles, with gua sha, whatever tool that feels like it's the right fit for my patient. Then I'll go through and start to release tension points in the face. So very commonly the jaw, people have so much jaw tension and it will bulk the face over time. So when you release the jaw tension, it, it really does help to slim it out and just to get the skin more plump and, and closer to baby-like when you release that tension. The skin does not look or feel good in areas where there's a lot of muscle tension under it. Um, but once you release that muscle tension, you get that circulation flowing. The skin quickly looks looks a lot better. Complexion, texture, smoother. So that's the jaw. I also work with, of course, the brow, the 11s. Those are caused by muscles that work too often and work too hard. I love working with the mid cheek. I think the cheeks are a really important area to work with for eye issues, whether it's um, dark under eye circles or bagging. We can't treat everything. Of course, there's certain kinds of eye bagging that we can't treat. There's certain kinds we can, but like eyes feeling like they're sagging. I love releasing tension in the temples and through the scalp. It just lifts that up again provides better circulation to that area and it just all looks better and feels better that's the key here is with chinese medicine you don't only look better you actually feel so much better and you feel like yourself you feel like a better more relaxed version of yourself and that creates a beauty energy there's an energetic quality to beauty right like when someone feels like themselves and they feel good in their body there's an energy to that. And to me, that's a really important part of beauty. And that will come out with Chinese medicine cosmetic treatments. We call it the Shen, the spirit, like the spirit becomes a, more alive, more balanced and just magnetic. Sorry, that's a lot of things, but it just does so much. No, I'm like, wow, I need to like deal with this immediately. Feel it tense up as Sandra's talking about it. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm holding a lot of tension here. Um, okay, so let's quickly talk about, or not quickly, but let's talk about facial gua sha at home. Obviously, this has become such a huge practice. It's a tool that you obviously use every day and something you've been championing forever, long before everyone has, you know, started selling 
Gua Sha as part of their skincare lines. How should we be using it at home? How often should we be using it? What are we doing wrong? Fill us in. Well, at home, you definitely want to be using it more gently than we do in medical Gua Sha. So that's the first most important point is that you err on the side of more gentle when you're doing Gua Sha at home. I think that my thing about Gua Sha is that you can do a short routine. You can do like a little three to four minute routine as the last step in your skincare, you know, as the last step in um, skincare application. You can use it in a short way like that. You can also do a longer session where you're working through a full routine, going through your neck, all the way from your jaw up to your forehead, maybe even the scalp. You can do something like that three, four times a week. Most people don't have the time to do that. Maybe they'll do it once a week, but you can do it something like anywhere from two, three, four times a week. But when you're doing just a little mini express moment, that's just the last step of your skincare to help it integrate and penetrate better. You can do that every day, every time you use your skincare. That's what I do because I love putting on my skincare and then just gliding the tool across a few strokes just to work it in a little bit better and get the blood pumping just a little bit. And then if I'm in a rush unit you know, and that's all I have time to do, that's better than nothing. And, and I think that, that that helps give me a better glow. I think, I think it just ups that glow level when, when you use it that way. So you're doing it along your jawline. You do it. Do you do it across your forehead? Like what's your quick, like two minute routine? What's the proper way to use a gua sha? Like, I think some people listening are like, I have one. I have no idea what I'm doing with it. Yeah. Like as an upward move, sometimes I see people like, you know, going really hard. You said not to do <laughs> a really simple answer for using facial gua sha at home is, um, is to always make sure that you're using the flat part of the tool so that you're not on the edge of the tool when you contact your skin, but you're using the flat part of the tool. So you should feel most of the body of the tool gliding along your skin. It should feel good. It should feel relaxing. And in terms of directions, you it depends on the area of your body. So if you're on your neck, you can go you can use upward strokes. You can also use downward strokes. You just need to do all your upstrokes at once and all your downstrokes at one time. In other words, you don't go up, down, up, down, up, down, like you're painting a wall. That's not good gua sha technique. So it's always one direction. One of the hallmarks of gua sha is that it's called a one directional stroking technique, meaning going one direction at a time is an important hallmark of gua sha. So when you see people going up, down, up, down, they're usually people that don't understand that. They haven't really actually trained in Chinese medicine, so they don't know that. Um, so on the neck, you can go up, you can go down. On the face, for the most part, the rule is you go up and out. So you go from the center line of your face and out towards your ear or your hairline. And with a slight upward angle. There are exceptions though to that rule, in my opinion. One is the forehead. I do like to go downward on the forehead because I'm following the direction of the muscles movement. So the forehead muscles work by lifting up, right? It's when you're like surprised and your eyebrows go up. And so when that muscle is in use, that's where the wrinkles and lines come from. So when you're stroking for facial or cosmetic gua sha, you stroke it down to return it back to the original position, if that makes sense. So I'm following the muscle's movement pattern to decide what direction I go. But, you know, that's a professional thing. I don't think, you know, people who are intimidated by gua sha necessarily need to know that. Just in, if you go up and out on the face, you're good. Um, and on their neck, you can go up and down. And I like to do both. Awesome. Now I want to go get mine and like get going. Okay. I want to talk about this. Is it Shaz and Kicks or Shaz and Kicks? Shaz and Kicks. Okay. Shaz and Kicks, this kit that you uh, are actually, it's a system that you are working on with them. There's a tool and a pre-wash. So for our listeners, let them know like what this is, how does it work? How is it intended to be used? And then 
you know, what, like, if you want to give a little primer on um, Shaw's and Kicks for people that might not be familiar with the brand and why you wanted to team up with them. Sure. So Shaw's and Kicks is an Ayurvedic-based hair care brand. And it's founded by two sisters. They're both Indian and um, I believe they grew up in India and and the U.S. And so they took a lot of their traditions of hair care, hair oiling, herbal ingredients that are traditionally used on hair. They took all of these family traditions that they grew up with and turned it into a hair care and scalp line. So we have a scalp stimulator tool that is designed to be used on the scalp. Actually, it can be used anywhere on the body, but it's designed for the scalp so that you can do acupressure, gua sha, or massage with it to stimulate blood and chi or energy circulation. So there's circulation again. That's how we work with everything. So we wanted to team up with them to create this set. We call it the Scalp Stimulating Duo because it's two products. It's our Lenshin Scalp Stimulator Tool and their Scalp and Hair Pre-Wash. And it's a great little mini system for scalp and hair care because their pre-wash is like, it's actually a paste, but it's derived from the Indian tradition of hair oiling made simpler, easier, and more convenient for modern people who don't have a lot of time. So you apply this pre-wash to your scalp and you work with the scalp tool to do acupressure, massage all over your scalp and neck while the pre-wash is like marinating. And then you wash it out, you know, you do your usual shampoo and conditioner, and it really makes, really makes your scalp come alive. It helps to increase the blood flow there and the suppleness. It helps to relieve a lot of the tension in the muscles of your scalp, which people don't realize, yes, you have muscles in your scalp. Yes, they get tight and they need to get worked free and sup and be made supple in order for your hair to be strong and healthy. So this is a set that helps you do that with these two products, kind of the basics. How should we be massaging our scalp with your scalp tool? Or can we, if we have a gua sha, can we use that as well at home? You can. Um, a gua sha tool has, you know, edges on it or points that can be used to stimulate different parts of the scalp. Um, the scalp tool just gives you many different fingers to work with, so to speak, at once. So it's a bit more efficient. It looks a little bit more like a brush almost. Yeah, it looks like a comb. It does look like a comb, um, and, but it's got a lot of space in between each tooth. I call these the teeth. You know, we wanted a scalp tool for all, you know, an inclusive scalp tool. And not everyone has hair like you and me and Kirby too. Some people have braids, some have more texture, some have really tight curls. And so we wanted a tool that could serve everyone. So that's why we spaced it with wide teeth. It also just lets you hit multiple acupuncture points at once. We don't have a lot of time these days. We want to be able to get as much bang for your buck as possible. So one, when you place the tool down in one spot, you're actually hitting multiple acupuncture points. So that's nice. So for those of us who are not in New York, who can't come see you, do you have any advice for how we can find, you know, a professional uh, Chinese medicine expert, shaman, <laughs> someone who can do similar work to you? Like, how do we go about finding these people? Well, I do recommend looking for people that are licensed. So you probably shouldn't follow my lead and go <laughs> go with someone who calls themselves a shaman and has nothing to back it up. I you should always look for someone who is licensed and that's always someone with an LAC behind their name. A good way to look for if you're interested in working with TCM or Chinese medicine dermatology is there is a website called tcmdermatology.org. I think it's tcm-dermatology.org. I can't remember if there's a hyphen, but that's where you can find a practitioner who has been trained and certified by this. Um, there's a teacher who's quite famous in our field for his work with dermatology. He's incredible. And 
this is his website where he has trained and certified many practitioners in his um, school of work. And so you'll find those practitioners there. I think the best way to find a Chinese medicine practitioner is to start asking around word of mouth because it's just like finding a good therapist. It's asking the people in your life who have actually experienced treatment from a practitioner. That's to me the best way to start asking around. Thank you so much for your time, Sandra. This has been incredible. Where can we all find you? Where can we buy your tools? Where your what your social is? Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about Chinese medicine. Um, you can find us um, on lansheen.com. That's our website. We're on Instagram as treatment by Lansheen. And I would highly suggest that if people want to learn facial gua sha or want more guidance, to go to our YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and just type in Lansheen, we have a lot of tutorials on there. We just put one up for using the scalp stimulator tool. So follow that. And then um, we're going to be coming out with classes this fall. So sign up for a newsletter and stay tuned. Amazing. Your YouTube AA Kirby's like sleep playlist. Yeah, really. Well, especially your Instagram. Instagram is like, I freaking love the Instagram. It's it's like therapy for me. I'm like, who needs a therapist? Got this. This is great. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. I love, wow. That's really great feedback. I love that. We'll do more relaxing things. All right. That's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and follow us on Spotify. So you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Los Angeles pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.